Colin had a problem and a microphone to spare. Thomas took it up and so the podcast went to air. For weeks and months they trolled through every single DVD. They've unwrapped all the ones they can and now they're cellulose free. Now they're cellulose free. Hello dear listener and welcome to Cellulose Free. My name is Colin and with me as always is my fellow film watcher, compadre and son Thomas. Hi, hello. What you been up to? Not not a lot. It's it's You, uh, com- you had an assignment. Compared to the previous week, this week was Somewhat lacking. Choose, choose in, your words carefully. Content, because I I did set you a goal. You did. I did indeed. That I expected you to, to grasp with both hands. Oh right, that oh. task that I chose to ignore. Yes. Mm. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I I had a special segment. Mm. allotted for that task yeah and, and that's not going to happen it's not no is what you're saying that is what i'm saying wow because i chose not to do it wow you know what i chose to do what did you do i chose to walk over a hill to my dentist who said open wide uh-huh. told me i'm not flossing enough mm-hmm. who flosses enough dentists probably possibly um Yes, but uh, all is good as uh, other than the 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 disappointment in the area of the floss department. Um, um, yes, no feelings, no change, and then I walked home mm, over the hill as you do. The joys of living in a place where one can walk to one's dentist, one's doctor, one's therapist, one's chemist, pharmacist. Drugstore, whatever you call it. And the further joys of living somewhere surrounded by hills. Um, uh, yes, uh, and, and being sort of on the top of a hill. So mm. wherever you go, you know that when you come back, you face an uphill climb. And, and quite an uphill climb at that. Well, you know, in the grand scheme of things, she's, she ain't no Mount Everest. No. It's no. still a hill. And and I can definitely think of, of worse hills that we've lived in a position of having to walk up. You reckon that was higher, do you? I think it was worse. Really? Oh, it's very know. long. <laughs> and, uh, and, and all uphill, all the way. Yeah, even the downhill bits were uphill. Mm-hmm. Um, um, in in Blaseball. No, we haven't moved on to Blaseball yet. Oh, we haven't. I was going to talk more about myself. Oh, no, the moment's gone. In Blaseball, <laughs> um, the league is building a library, a smithy, and a fairgrounds, and the monitor, the giant squid, currently in the position of uh, league uh, concessions, food and beverage director. Uh, has been given a promotion by the coin, the CEO of the league, uh, to the concessions, food and beverage director, and tour guide. And they're quite distressed by the amount of work that is piling up in front of them. 
Thomas, sometimes I think you just throw words into a blender and see what comes out. No, those are all things that actually <laughs> happened. <laughs> right, giant squids actually happened. A giant squid who was the food and beverage director is now the food and beverage director and tour guide. It they, actually happened. It did. Good. They've got a lot on their tentacles. Speaking of lots on our tentacles, mm. we have lots on our tentacles today. Hopefully they don't get caught up in any top secret silent power sources or propellers or anything like that. <laughs> Was that a really bad segue? We I, are under I barely de- followed. <laughs> we are under the sea. Okay. Mm. And we've got tentacles. Giant squids. So we are not watching 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. No. However, we are dealing with other submersible vehicles. What are we watching today? We are watching The Hunt for Red October. And I will not do a really bad Sean Connery impersonation this time. Cool. (laughs) For anyone who's been living under a... A large quantity of water. (laughs) A large quantity of water. Please, pray tell... What is the Hunt for Red October all about? A new, technologically superior Soviet nuclear sub, the Red October, is heading for the US coast under the command of Captain Marco Ramius. The American government thinks Ramius is planning to attack. A lone CIA analyst has a different idea. He thinks Ramius is planning to defect, but he only has a few hours to find him and prove it. Because the entire Russian naval and air commands are trying to find him too. The hunt is on. So, a uh, Tom Clancy. Mm-hmm. Jack One Ryan. Of Jack Ryan films. Yes. That always have different people in them. <laughs> uh, so, dear listener, just a pop quiz uh, for you. Who played the best Jack Ryan? Please let us know in mm. the on our Facebook page or on Twitter or. Which Jack Ryan's have I seen? I don't know. I've seen Alec Baldwin. You have? Before. Before (laughs) today. (laughs) And I've seen John Krasinski in the Amazon web series. Oh, okay. I haven't watched any of that. It's all right. Right. It works. Fair enough. I'll I'll add that to the very large (laughs) list of things that... I Who might get around to watching. Jack Ryan. See now, now, <laughs> now, now we're rabbit holed. He's going to kick himself in a minute. Now we're rabbit holed. Films. Once he finds finds that Harry played Harrison Ford in Patriot Games and Clear and Present Clear Danger. And Present Danger. Uh, ben Affleck, Some of All Fears. I don't think I've seen that. And Chris Pine in Jack Ryan: colon, Shadow Recruit. I think I have seen that, but I can't remember. Uh, but I do remember watching Hunt for Red October, and uh, I remember it so well that I'll probably fall asleep during this viewing because I'm tired. <laughs> uh, but, but that is what we're about to watch. We're going to not put any discs into disc players. We're going to stream it and watch it and fall asleep during it and catch you on the flip side. I I 
won't fall asleep. But you should turn to side B anyway. No, we shouldn't. No, you should. No, you mongrel. <laughs> Switch to the second reel. <laughs> oh, dear. Hit play already. No, you hit stop first. Oh, okay. <laughs> Where's that? Okay, we're now at the special segment where Thomas <laughs> pulls out the ukulele and plays the anthem of the Soviet Union. Take it away, Thomas. This segment has been cut for time. <laughs> ah, so what do you think? Yeah, it was good. <laughs> it it works. It's it's a film that works. It really does. Um. I remember it being long, and mm-hmm. it is long, um, and I was somewhat dreading it being long in that it's paced quite slowly in places, um, mm. but I think it's good. Yeah, it, I, I don't think it overstays its welcome. No, no, and the pacing is deliberate such that when things get intense, it, things can ramp up, mm. uh, so... The habit tends to be these days that no, just ramp it up all the time, and mm. and that can be just as exhausting as sitting through a well-paced movie, in my opinion. The special effects have aged a bit. Mm. Um, some of the uh, back screen, uh, rear screen projection, especially <laughs> right at the end where they're they're floating up the uh. river. Doesn't I, quite work for me. I almost didn't notice it until the very last shot, <laughs> where, where it's very obvious. Yes. Yeah. One thing that is interesting and isn't noticeable in uh, I didn't catch it watching it on streaming, and I don't, I can't remember whether you can actually see it at full speed on the DVD either. But I know when I purchased this on VHS many, many moons ago, um, I had a decent video player mm-hmm. that had rock steady pause and frame by frame advance. The scene where the missile is approaching its final target mm-hmm. and comes straight towards the camera, if you go through that frame by frame, you can actually see a Soviet star on the nose right. of the missile for a couple of those frames until it's basically filling the frame. But it's only like one twenty-fourth of a second <laughs> that it's visible in, in the, the full frame. And uh, I remember being quite excited discovering that. I mean, I wasn't... I've discovered since then that other people have certainly discovered it. And, uh, yes, it's quite a, a well-known feature of, <laughs> of that. Yeah. Um, interestingly, a year before, with a film also starring Sean Connery and with a future Jack Ryan, Harrison Ford, playing the Jones family, there was a very similar special effect uh, in... Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. I don't know whether you remember the tank going off the edge. Indiana Jones had just had a fight. With, I'm, not, 
I'm not sure I do remember. Okay. Well, any anyway, this tank plummets off the side of a cliff and there's a shot with the camera is looking straight up as the tank is heading straight down with a guy half out of the hatch with a horrified look on his face, which and the face plummets towards the camera um, and, and, until the face fills this, the screen for a, a single frame. So, <laughs> um, yeah. And it only dawned on me today where I was looking forward to seeing that in uh, Hunt for Red October, the the star coming towards and And it has bugged me for years and years and years that it reminded me of something. And on my walk home from the dentist <laughs> today, it suddenly dawned on me that uh, that it was that scene. And for it to be a year apart and, and with actors that are connected, I thought that was... Of course, it was that. There's a bunch of people in this film. There is, including ones that uh, you keep forgetting that are mm. in it that uh, pop up. Tim Curry... Yes. As the magical officer, didn't... Well, <laughs> he comes, comes around the corner and... Oh, oh hello. <laughs> I was waiting for him to burst into song. Mm. Um, Sam Neill yes. as the executive officer. Yes. Uh, on the Knovalov, the the other submarine yes. that the Russians had, uh, stands Skarsgård as the captain who yep. would go on to be in... The four film, the the four, 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 the big lightning guy films, <laughs> the ones what have Hemsworth in. It's a bit of a Thor point, isn't it? Ah, that that. Okay, so there, there we've got the MCU connection. Mm-hmm. Sean Connery, we've got the whole James Bond mm-hmm. covered. James Earl Jones, yep, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim Curry. Yep. Tim Curry. Yep. <laughs> um, Take your pick. Uh, Sam Neill, uh, mm-hmm. Jurassic Park. And, and briefly, the MCU again. The MCU and uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, New Zealand. Uh, yep. Gates McFadden. Uh, Star Trek. Mm-hmm. In one scene. <laughs> yep. But there she was. Possibly one or two shots in the whole film. Yes. Who else have we got? Um, Alec Baldwin. Mm. Was he the fat controller in uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Thomas the Tank Engine movie? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I... I think it was one of the Baldwins that was in the... Thomas the Tank Engine. There's so many bold ones. <laughs> They're like Hem- Hemsworths. If if he was the one that was in Thomas the Tank Engine. Yes. There we've got yes. the whole Thomas the Tank Thomas Engine. Thomas and the Magic Railroad. There we go. Gee, it's such a multi-universe uh, representation uh, in this one. Starring movie. Alec Baldwin of Mr. Conductor oh, of sorry. Shining Time Station sorry. in the quote-unquote real world. Not the fat controller at all. No. The quote-unquote real world where he has problems with quantities of magical gold dust. Yes, I remember that well in the books, reading them to you as a child. Do you remember those, that magical dust in the books? Ah, 
Mm. <laughs> no. 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 It didn't happen. So uh, many people. So many people. In <sighs> such a confined space. Yeah. D- did you get claustrophobic? No. Oh, okay. No. I mean, admittedly, both submarines were quite large. Uh, you haven't seen Dust Boot, have you? No, I've not. That's claustrophobic. That's submarine claustrophobia. Right. Um, hmm. I don't know whether I've got that on my list of films that sh- we should revisit. But uh, it, it, Is it long? It is long. It is long. Yes. It... I don't know whether I will add it or not, but it, it's mm. well, well worth a look. What else did I want to say? The sound. I believe that with the, the streaming service, uh, the sound separation is better than on the DVD. And uh, yes. Um, last year, sometime, um, Paramount put out a, a 4K Blu-ray release, and so I assume... The, the, the sound oh, it has sounded been... glorious, and I'm thinking it, it, it distracted me so much in, in thinking, Oh, this is wonderful, this sounds so good. I, I did check the awards, and it indeed uh, it was nominated uh, for a number of sound awards and won the sound, uh, sound special effects, effects editing. The sound effects editing that, yeah, at the Academy Awards, BMI Film Music Award, and Best Sound Editing ADR. Mm-hmm. From the Motion Picture Sound Editors Awards. That is quite some award when you're being judged by your your very direct peers. That's pretty solid. Yeah. And, and and I can imagine there'd be some ADR yes. in this film. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The uh, submarine that breached... Um, so th- this film came out in 1990. Mm. <laughs> the submarine that that burst out of the water, and they they also filmed shots. Um, uh, so the American one, uh, when it came to the surface and filmed sections, um, that was only decommissioned in twenty seventeen, I think. So hmm. yeah, chugged along quite well. Soundtrack was glorious yep. too, and and how it. It mixed the the anthem of the Soviet Union from uh, very untrained voices singing mm. in, in the inside the, and then it slowly dissolved into a, a good strong male choir uh, and orchestrated. Uh, so and loved it, and then that fades away to just faintly as we <laughs> leave the submarine. <laughs> It is available to stream on Stan in Australia. So for those of you, dear listeners who are in Australia, who have not yet seen The Hunt for Red October, do yourself a favour. It's good. It's got a good sense of humour. It does, Um, which trickles through even into the credits. Uh, There are some sneak, self-knowing type of jokes uh, where a certain teddy bear gets a credit. (laughs) The back and forth between the the security advisor and the Russian ambassador. <laughs> it's <laughs> so good. Okay. So, so good. I know. And you know no, I know. No. But do you know I know you know? Little does he know that the little I know is less than the little he knows. Little does he know. Mm. Um. Uh. 
I remember, and I, I think I did a bit of mocking myself last week with the Scottish Russian accent. It didn't bug me this time round. No. Um, no. And the transfer from Russian with subtitles. Oh, it, it's very good. Very well done uh, into the, English. So. The, the, the Wikipedia article mentions that the word of transition is Armageddon, which is the same, same in, in both, both English language. and Russian. Yep. Yep. Uh, superb. Uh, interestingly, the director, so John McTiernan um, directed uh, the one immediately before this was Die Hard, I think. Uh, and then Predator uh, before that. Uh, yes. Um, yes, and he did the Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yes. The Last Action Hero. Uh, just before that, which wasn't as successful. <laughs> I've actually got a soft spot for uh, The Last Action Hero. It has been a while since I've seen it, and it is terribly long. It could lose a good half hour out of it. Mm. And then a couple more, and then he sort of disappeared off the radar. I don't know what the story was. And then then he got in trouble for wiretapping a producer. Oh, okay. And sort of got blacklisted, I suspect, then, if he's mm. doing things like that. Oh, I... I <laughs> yeah. I didn't know about that one. This is yeah. this is why Thomas goes to Wikipedia and uh, mm-hmm. I, I miss out by going to IMDb. So, <laughs> yeah, and, and things things didn't go well from there. No, it would have gone ugly because his producing credits also stopped at the same time. So, mm, okay, mm. he sort of got <laughs> and run then, out of town, I yeah. suspect. And then in 2013, he went bankrupt. Right. Yeah. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Mm. Mm. Okay, um, so we can all learn, dear listener, from uh, this do not wiretap no. producers. <laughs> don't wiretap anyone. <laughs> oh, okay. Don't, okay. D- don't do it. It's illegal. Oh. All right. Um, do you have anything else you wish to say about this? Just the, the free line of Jack Ryan's woes with... Various forms of transportation. <laughs> Just getting yeah. on to progressively more rickety. Look, I I really have a soft spot for his playing of Jack Ryan, as it being an introduction to... It's certainly a completely different Jack Ryan to the one that Harrison Ford plays, and Harrison Ford does a, a great job of it, but it's not the same, and I... I really do like Alec Baldwin's uh, take on the character. So It's definitely very different from the John Krasinski portrayal, which I'm told okay. is sort of inspired by Harrison's. Right. It was sort of more action-y. Yeah. 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 Yep. But still starting from that point of I'm I'm not a field agent. What are you uh-huh. what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, mm. <laughs> oh, I'm in the field now. Ugh. <laughs> Anything else? Um, no. 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 Okay. Do I tell my submarine story? 
if you want. Okay. <laughs> you, you, you have to edit this. You I, want to make it longer? You I go have right briefly ahead. been on a submarine. Um, <laughs> illegally. Right. <laughs> an, an Australian submarine. Accidentally illegally. Um, rocked up because uh, there was one uh, in port and we went to go look at it, me and my brother, who doesn't re- remember this incident. So... Maybe it never happened, and I'm just making it up, or I had it in a dream. But I'm quite certain it did happen. There were uh, there was the gangplank out, and there were people standing there, a, a group of people, and then an officer led those civilians on board, and we assumed that it was a a tour. <laughs> we followed them uh, onto the gangplank and down the the ladder into the guts of the submarine and then the officer who was giving the initial group a guided tour said, Oi, what are you doing on board? Get off. <laughs> um, yeah, so the security was very tight on that uh, vessel um, and so we uh, evacuated uh, rather promptly. So, uh, Which I'm thankful for, in, in fact, because it was claustrophobic. And and quite unpleasant, but uh, yes. So that's my <laughs> story. Well then. So we'll move on. We will. The following segment needs a little more time in the oven. It's done now. Uh, thanks, uh, Lee, for suggesting um, looking at um, accidentally Wes Anderson. Had a look last week. You haven't looked at the comments on the last episode's oh, Facebook post, have you? No, I haven't. No. Um, See, usually I get notifications, but... When you are the one who does the posting. Ah, but you did the posting, so I don't mm-hmm. get the notifications. Okay. That's how that works. This is, uh, this is tricks for... Mm. For new players or something. Mm. All right. Yeah. So, so Lee Lee suggested uh, accidentally Wes Anderson, which is a, a a website and book, just full of photographs and explanations oh. of photographs Ooh. that that evoke that yes. Wes Anderson feel. And oh, and sweet. I had a a good time looking over that when the comment came up. Uh, Lee, last week, I do apologise for not seeing that. Um, Lee and I actually did lunch on Monday, and he <laughs> was most gracious in not making any mention of it. And right. so I now feel doubly guilty uh, for not checking that out. Uh, but I now have that to look forward to. Um, Lee also yes uh, was thinking about American Quirk. As we were last week. Oh, okay. And uh, brought up the film Safety Not Guaranteed. Ah, yes. Which is actually on the shelf. It is, is it? It is. Okay. And I'm wondering whether I've marked it as something that um, we should revisit. And the filters. Safety... Not guaranteed. There it is. And it is not marked. Oh, I'm going to have to remedy that. 
boy. Okay. So there we go. Thank you for bringing that oh, up. Oh, absolutely. Yes, a uh, good call. Um, I have only watched it once. It, it is on the shelf. Um, and, but yes, I do look forward to actually <laughs> seeing that I, again. I looked it up on Just Watch. Didn't find it. Didn't think to check the shelf. Oh, look. Why am I doing this? Okay, let's move into the next segment. Mm. Pick a film for next week so we can go to bed. Next week, <laughs> as it is my turn to choose. It is, uh, yes. Let's watch Safety Not Guaranteed. Ah. How does that sound? Is, isn't it good to have a nice, a nice through line? <laughs> it really is. All right. So that's what we're going to watch next week. And I shall read the plot synopsis. When an unusual classified ad inspires three cynical Seattle magazine employees to look for the story behind it, they discover a mysterious eccentrically named Kenneth, a likeable but paranoid supermarket clerk who believes he's solved the riddle of time travel and intends to depart again soon. Together they embark on a hilarious, smart, and unexpectedly heartfelt journey that reveals how far believing can take you. I read eccentrically named in the, the transcription of the, the back of the cover and thought, is, is that a typo? But no, no, eccentrically <laughs> named is in fact on the back it, of the case. It, it is, and it's quite a uh, the tongue twister, that one. So, okay. <laughs> And, and while I think it might be misspelled mm. on the back of the case, uh, the transcription of that back of the case uh, does not contain the typo. Ah, okay. I, I'm going to have to check on that, because... Surely. Yeah. Don't call me Shirley. So it's a comedy romance science fiction, according to the genres in the database. And my recollection is that, yeah, that ticks the boxes. Actually, Groundhog Day probably right. fits the uh, American quirk. Oh, I'm losing my voice. Uh, directed by Colin Trevorrow. It is indeed. Uh, who... Almost on... directed a number of films. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then... But also... And then did direct two Jurassic World films. And is probably still directing a third... Whenever that comes out. Once the dinosaurs are out of quarantine, mm. I think. Mm. Yes. All right. Uh, when, when, when is that due? Uh, <laughs> June 2022. Right. Some ways off. <laughs> the future. Mm. I don't have anything else I wish to say. Do you have anything else you wish to say? No, no, I think that's about it. Okay, dear listener, I hope that you can join us next week when we watch Safety Not Guaranteed. I do not know whether it's on any streaming services. I'm, I'm, I am of the opinion that I'm pretty sure it's not. No, it's, uh, it's a film that very much slipped under the radar. Um, I get the... My recollection was that it's one of his first... Uh, sort of jumps into semi-mainstream, but it was an indie film still, maybe? 
I don't know, we'll talk about that next week. And I can't look because my phone has just died. Oh, mm. now now it's your turn. <laughs> yes. Uh. <laughs> I don't know whether Thomas is still looking or are we going to wrap this up. Uh, it's, it's, it's not on a streaming service here in okay. Australia. And swapping out AU for US. Uh, it is on Netflix in the US. And available to buy on even more platforms. My recollection is there are a couple of furry words in there. Just Probably. A, a heads up warning. But uh, yeah, that's what we're going to be watching next week. We hope that you can join us. But until then, we'll catch you next time. Bye. You have been listening to Cellulose Free. Your hosts were Colin, who produces and edits the show, and Thomas, who makes the artwork and music. Cellulose Free is recorded in the Deranged Cat Studios in scenic Tasmania, Australia. We keep track of our extensive physical media collection through My Movies, which we highly recommend. You can find links to that, as well as other places you can find us in the show notes. Cellulose Free is a High Hello production. I don't even know whether that phrase makes sense. Until then, we'll catch you next time. Does that even make sense? I'm... I'm not sure it does, because <laughs> until then, somewhere between now and then, we will catch you next time. Every single episode has ended with that. It has. It's, it's, it's sort of the beginning of one phrase and the end of another, maybe. Sometime oh, well. between now, the end of this episode, and then the start of the next episode, we will we'll catch, catch you, you next time. time. Mm. I think it's wonderful. I think we'll stick with it. I think it'll go far. <laughs> it'll go at least a hundred episodes. <laughs> I need to sneeze. Good. Okay. I, I will add a wonderful uh, echo effect when you do so. Wait. No, the moment's gone now. Ripped off. Okay. <laughs>